Hello and welcome. This is Communication Means Talking Together. My name is Arjun Bakshi. Let's learn a little bit about communication skills, leadership skills, and really how you'd like to improve your life, your career, and your outlook. Let's start. You know, there's a lot of videos out there on YouTube and really a lot of different kinds of media on any kind of platform these days. And they fall under the category of motivational content. This is nothing new. Going far back before we had cheap and fast online video and audio, such as this podcast, people used to sell CDs and even before that, audio cassettes. Yes, there used to be such a thing. And certainly books in the self-help category. The idea being that if you read this book, heard this tape, watched this video, whatever form or, or media it was, that somehow that would help you stay motivated, be more confident, and perhaps be more successful. What's changed over time is that, well, nothing really. It's still the same goal. We're trying to motivate people. We're trying to make people be confident. We're trying to help them succeed. What has changed, though, is perhaps the how. A lot of time has been spent on studying psychology, behavioral psychology, evolutionary psychology, organizational psychology, and so forth. And all of these different sciences and studies have been put together to perhaps buttress with allegedly more technique and allegedly better outcomes, a more robust individual. And so you would think with the availability of all such content that there would be a sea change in how people work and deliver outcomes in whatever they do as a as a form of living. But that doesn't seem to be the case. Nothing has changed in how motivated and satisfied people are at their actual job. The number of people, the percentage of people that rise to the top is still the same. And more and more of the gains are getting concentrated in fewer and fewer hands. No one's saying that's right or wrong. But then if all the information is out there and all the studies have been done, why aren't more people benefiting from it? So let's take a step back and perhaps try to understand what is motivation? What causes one to be motivated? What roadblocks exist that stymie motivation, reduce it, blunt it, prevent it, dilute it? or in any other format, prevent it from becoming strong. Motivation. Motivation, if you look at the root word, is simply put, drive. Just like a motor car, right? To move, to function. So this, this sort of shorthand for motivation is drive. What factor can be within us, an energy, 
a passion, an impetus, a goal that helps us stay focused on what we're trying to achieve. In other words, what fuel and what mechanism can we put together to, ga- to take the car from point A to point B? So, number one motivation can be of two kinds. There's two categories we can put most motivation into. And the first one is intrinsic motivation. That means that the passion, if you will, the fuel comes from inside ourselves. And more importantly, it's because we do want to go do a, we do want to do a good job. Its counterpart, and there's obviously things in between, is extrinsic motivation, meaning there's something outside of ourselves, such as money, awards, name and fame, recognition, praise, all of those things that come from without and achievement of those things or seeking to achieve those things is what constitutes our drive. Now, of course, many things are extrinsic, such as money, and yet the passion of success goes along with receiving that money. Put it the other way, it would be great for us to succeed at something, but it's nice to have it recognized by someone else, so that it's not just our own little secret. So the truth is that most things have both intrinsic and extrinsic motivational elements. That being said, you want to have a method of creating both of those elements for yourself if they are not already in place. So, for instance, a lot of folks suggest that if you're trying to establish a habit, something very simple, like, I'd like to motivate myself to eat healthier every day. Okay. So the first thing people would say, experts would say, is, well, I'd like to motivate myself to eat healthier every day. That's a step in the right direction. How can we make that more concrete? Okay. I rephrase that and I say, I'd like to lose five pounds of weight. Okay. That's a great improvement on the prior version. By when? Hmm. That's a good point. So we go from I'd like to lose some weight to I'd like to lose five pounds over the next one month. Now we're talking. So we've given ourselves a deadline. We've given ourselves a target, something that can be measured in numbers. And now the question is, How? Okay. I'm not a nutritional expert or an exercise expert, but from everything I've read, the one thing you shouldn't do is crash dieting, meaning simply not eating and trying to starve yourself to a lower weight category. Because even if that does help you lose some initial weight, you'll end up gaining it back because... You'll see a friend having a hot dog or a piece of cake, and you simply won't be able to help yourself. 
So what's better? What's better is to think about a system that will keep you on track, an achievable set of goals that you could reasonably, on an average day, keep up with. So it's not too much to ask, and yet you're not shooting too low. Because studies have shown, if a game or an activity is too difficult, we'll give up, we'll just not play it again, or not take part again. But on the other hand, if it's too easy, we similarly lose motivation, because it doesn't ask anything of ourselves. So you want to find a goal, an activity, at a level of difficulty, which is challenging enough to keep us interested and engaged, but not so challenging that we simply can't succeed. There has to be a reasonable, decent chance of our success, provided, of course, we do all the basic things required in the activity. So go back to our example. You want to lose five pounds. Crash dieting, from everything I've read, I'm not the nutrition expert, is not the answer. So what is an answer? Well, let's say you enjoy cheeseburgers or sodas. Those are some obvious places to start. We take out the stuff that's including fried food. We take out all the stuff that's easy to give up without taking away from a healthy, tasty, nutritious meal. You can have, let's say you go from full sugar soda to diet soda, or if you're already having diet soda, from two glasses of such soda or two cans of such soda to one can. And so already what we've done is we're making our progress gradual. If you're trying to give up cigarettes, the experts would tell you, let's say you're having three cigarettes a day, just as an example. It's not like you should go from three to zero. It's that you should go from three cigarettes a day and then the next week, two cigarettes a day. And then the following week, you get the idea, right? And before you know it, you might be having a cigarette every three days or a cigarette every five days. And then you try the patch and so on. I'm not the expert. But you get the idea, though. In simple principle, any motivational technique should have a time period. It should have a level of difficulty that is manageable. It should have a goal that's achievable, and it should have the long-term view in mind. So your goal may be initially, I want to lose five pounds. But really, if we're being honest with ourselves, the goal shouldn't be, I want to lose five pounds. It's like, I want to lose five pounds and keep them off. Because you can find a hundred quick Techniques to lose 10 pounds yesterday, but you'll gain them right back. Maybe even add a few more. The smart thing is to only aim for five. Again, this is just an example. To only aim for five pounds weight loss, but then make sure you keep those pounds off. So bringing back the topic to motivation at large, Now that we've looked at an example, we've learned some quick techniques. Motivation or drive is something 
that keeps us going in the direction of a goal we're trying to achieve, but it's essential for us to build a system, a set of rules, techniques, priorities, considerations, if you will, that can then help us stay on track and make the goal a long-term success. Now, what if you had to create a motivational system for somebody else? You've heard, if going back to the early days of management schools, the, the terms carrot and stick. So, a carrot, of course, here's the analogy being uh, a horse and, and cart, right? And you're trying to give a reward, a.k.a. the carrot, uh, if the horse uh, works hard and pulls the cart along really well. And the stick, hopefully just metaphorical, is the punishment for the horse not doing a great job. Now, of course, we're not here to talk about violence. These are just metaphors that we're translating into reward and punishment, or merits and demerits, if that is more comfortable to think about. So, in other words, there has to be positive motivation and negative motivation. We want to make sure that people work hard to earn our praise as much as they work hard to avoid getting negative feedback, to use today's corporate speak. So in your own mind, you can try and think of this as a a four-box quadrant. Take the two terms from earlier in our conversation today, intrinsic and extrinsic motivation. And now these two new terms, the carrot and the stick, or the reward and the punishment, as you will. So, uh, and, and let's take the full translation, positive and negative, right? Positive motivation, negative motivation. The thing you want to achieve, which is a reward, and things you want to avoid, which is unpleasant, such as being reprimanded. So, now you realize, probably if you're jumping ahead, you figured this out, you can have positive intrinsic motivation, as well as positive extrinsic motivation. Positive intrinsic motivation would be that it's your own feeling of having achieved a goal that you really wanted to, for your own uh, edification, not for some external praise. And as for external praise, that would come under the category of positive, extrinsic motivation, because you're looking to get it from the outside, right? And uh, perhaps a better example of extrinsic motivation is if it were, let's say, a a bonus uh, at work, commission increase, if it's a a commission-based compensation, and of course, uh, promotions and awards of different kinds. So, To complete the quadrants, you've got the positive intrinsic motivation, you've got the positive extrinsic, then you have the negative intrinsic. So that's your own disappointment. The negative intrinsic motivation is your own disappointment at not achieving your goals, right? And that can, we are, we can be some of our worst critics, right? Much harsher, some of us are much harsher on ourselves than other people could ever be, which is, which is a plus and a minus. And the flip side of that, of course, is 
the negative extrinsic modification, uh, motivation, excuse me. And that, of course, would be, you know, a demerit of some kind, being written up at work, or worst case scenario, losing the job altogether, right? And, or let's put it this way, the fear of losing the job. So there you have it, folks. You've got positive and negative motivation, extrinsic and intrinsic motivation. And ultimately what this all comes down to is creating a system for yourself, creating rewards, creating demerits that give yourself a reason to keep going and a reason to stick to a certain straight and simple path that will give you a higher chance of success, that will give you more reasons to be shall we say dopamine rich, right? That that you get that reward in your brain signals that 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 ultimately is is what we're all shooting for. We're shooting for that strong positive feeling that makes us feel all right, I did a good job. Sometimes it's you who have to, who has to say it and sometimes it's going to be somebody else. Sometimes it's a piece of paper and sometimes it's just words. Whatever the case may be, we're all motivated by different things. The only point we're trying to make here in this talk is for there to be a system that makes sure there's enough things to keep motivating you to stay, stay on the straight path, the simple path, to stay off of the uh, dangerous paths, the risk, riskier paths. Not risky in the sense that you shouldn't take chances, but risky in the sense that they could decrease your motivation. And that's what we want to think about. Be positive. And if I may say so, focus on the intrinsic. Because you may or may not get a lot of awards in life. You may or may not get a lot of pats in the back. But if you can tell yourself, hey, I did a good job today. I deserve a kudos just from myself. Sometimes that's the best kind of reward that there is. Thank you for joining us this week. With communication means talking together. Join us every week. And we can also be in touch via email or through our social media. Go to our website, cultureofspeak.com for more details. And see you next week. Goodbye for now.